Welcome to Yankee Arnold Ministries. Dr. Arnold will be with you in just a moment, but first, we want you to know how much we appreciate your prayers and financial support. You may help this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Again, that's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com, and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message. For Jesus saved my soul that night. The next statement. If eternal security is not true, then we have put our trust in the Lord to save us by grace. And it wasn't the truth. Because I also had to live a certain way. And because I didn't live a certain way by my works, God took away his grace. Well, wait a minute. I thought he gave me grace because I didn't deserve it. Now he's saying I have to deserve it to keep it. That's heresy. That is not the gospel. That is not what the Bible teaches. And God have pity on every preacher that tells the lost man he has to turn from his sins. That means you've got to stop. Think about it. You've got to turn from your sins. Okay, which ones? Which ones? If you're going to tell a man he's got to do that, shouldn't you tell the man which ones? All of them. Oh, so that means he has to live perfect. Or can he do a few sins? Which sins? You see, that's a can of worms. That annuls the gospel of grace. And if you tell a lost man that he has to promise to dedicate his life to God and serve the Lord and do all those things, regardless of whether he wants to or not, if he doesn't perform. See, his salvation was contingent upon him stop being bad and start being good. And neither one of those is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Look at the next statement. If eternal security is not true, then we have... Put our trust in the Lord to give us mercy, and we didn't get mercy. You see, God can save me today. Okay, I'm saved from hell, but I can go to hell in the future. What was the value of this mercy? If I can't have mercy for what I do after that, then it wasn't mercy at all. I got what I deserved. What? Hell. Mercy means I didn't get what I deserved. Look at the next statement. We have put our trust in the Lord to give us forgiveness of all sins, which he did not do. You see, the only way I can go to hell is because there's a sin that has not been forgiven. You see, when he, Christ died on the cross, he paid for all the sins of the world. But that payment's not put to your account until you believe it. And when you believe it, you are forgiven as though you have never sinned in your life. Isn't that something? God makes you like you had never sinned in your life. Look down at the next statement. Right in the middle. If eternal security is not true, then God cannot be trusted and you do not know, nor can you know for sure where you're going when you die. 
if you think you can possibly lose your salvation in the future, you don't know that you haven't already lost it. How do you know you haven't already lost it? Well, if I do something wrong, you don't even have a clue how many things you do wrong. You're not even aware of it. You, we're all deceived by the devil. So if you think you're living a life above sin, you're in a heap of trouble, boy. And you don't know that you haven't already lost your salvation. If it's not eternally secure, you can't even prove that you are saved at all. Because, you see, whenever you believe what the Bible says about being saved, he said, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Either you have it or you don't have it. It's not life until you sin again. It's not probation. It's eternal security. That's the only way I know that I can go to heaven whenever I die because it doesn't depend on me. If it depends on me, then I can't make it because that requires perfection. Whether before, during, or after, you've got to be perfect if it depends on you in any way, shape, or form. And when you understand that, it kind of helps you. All I can do is trust the Lord. That's the only hope I've got. Look at the next statement. If salvation is not eternal, then Christ never finished the job. When he says, it is finished, it was not. If he didn't finish the job getting me from here to heaven, he didn't do the job. Because I didn't need to be saved halfway. I didn't need him to get me three-fourths of the way. Nine-tenths of the way. I needed to be saved from here to there. And that's why when you trust Christ as your Savior, He saves you from something to something, to an inheritance that's incorruptible, that fate of not away reserved in heaven for you. Now look at the next statement down at the bottom of the page. If eternal security is not true, then these scriptures are not true. Now look at these scriptures. When it says in 1 John 5, 13, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. How can you know you have eternal life? It's written to those that believe. Now, if you can't know for sure you're going to make it, then there's no hope in this verse. Because he says, without Christ, you are without hope. So with Christ, I should have this joyful anticipation, I'm going to make it. Because it doesn't depend on me, but it depends upon Christ. Look at the next scripture. John, and verse 635. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. That means in the future. Why? Because it will last forever. Look what it says in the last part. And he that believeth on me never thirst. You see, both of those phrases is eternally secure. But if eternal security isn't true, then that verse can't be true. The reason that I trust Christ as my Savior when I was 18 years old and never had to do it again, because I've never hungered again. I have never thirsty. I've never had to get saved again. Why? I already am. I've never thirsted for eternal life. Why? I already got it. I never have to thirst for what I want to be born again. I already am. I don't have to do anything to go to heaven. Why? I'm already going. I don't have to do anything to be a child of God. Why? Because I already am. Look at the next scripture. John 6, 37. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out unless he sins again. You don't add to it. You take God, you say, God didn't mean that. (laughs) I think God is capable of saying what he means. 
It's just it's hard for us to believe he meant that. I've had people say, I just can't believe it's free. It just can't be. That's just too easy. Well, what do you want? Hard? So somebody, what's that? It's a pen. Oh, that was too easy. Believe hard. Mm. Mm. How do you believe hard? I really believe it. No, this is a baby grand piano. Now, that'd be hard to believe. When God said he paid for our sins, that should be easy for us to understand. Preach the gospel to the whole world. It means even little children should understand it's free. Ask them if they know what free means. Kids can get this stuff. It's the adults that gets all messed up because they then got too educated and listened to too much junk instead of listening to what the Word of God says. Look at the next verse. John 6, 39, And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose only one. If it had said just one, I'd worry for the rest of my life. Is that me? It's probably you. But it's a possibility. If it's only one, it might be me. So he clears that up for me. Nobody. I'm good to go. Because I'm so good. No, because he's so good. Look at the next verse. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath present tense hath what? Everlasting life. Page 2, top of the page, John 10, 28. I love this verse. And I give unto them temporary life. I mean, eternal life. And they might perish. See, if eternal security is not true, how can this verse be true? If this verse is true, look what it says. It says, you have eternal life. And he says, they'll never perish. That's the same thing as John 3, 16. Because in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, that's you and me, that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever open invitation to all, whosoever believe it. That's all he has to do. And there's two guarantees in that verse. You shall not perish. Same thing here. Never perish. That is security. That means if I trust Christ today, I'll never go to hell in the future. Have everlasting life means I get to go to heaven when I die. See, if one part is true, the other part's true. And you can't know you're going there until you know you can't go there. And I can't go there because he said, I'll never perish. Why? He paid for all of my sins. I don't have any sins to pay for. Now, I love that. Look at the next scripture. Acts 13, 38 and 39, but this is just 39. And by him, all that behave. What does it say? All that believe are justified from most things. You see why you need a good old King James? Are justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. In other words, trying to keep the law, trying to earn your way to heaven by your good works won't work. Your works won't work. But all who believe can be justified from all things, just like you've never sinned. I'm good to go. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through keeping your Ten Commandments and going to church and paying Calvary Community Church 30%. Let's just go with 30%. But it says it's the gift of God. What is eternal life? It's a gift. Well, then how can he take it away from me later? It wasn't given to me with any contingencies, not with the promise that I'll be a good little boy. Because I'm going to turn from, I, I promise I'll, I'll stop being bad, and I promise to be good. Please, oh, please, give it to me, please, please. 
You don't have to beg God to go to heaven. All you have to do is believe God. Now look at the top of the page there. If eternal security is not true, then you and I are still lost. If eternal security is not true, you're still lost. There's not a saved person in this room. You're either saved forever or not saved at all. God has not saved anybody temporarily. You see, he's not the trailblazer. You know, follow me. I'm Daniel Boom or David Crockett. Just follow me, boys. Here we go. I don't have to do anything. I'm saved by grace. Mercy. Not by any works that I've done. Look at the next statement. When it says here in Luke 19.10, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Well, I was lost, but ain't it a shame? He can't save anybody. Why? He didn't pay for all their sins. If he didn't pay for everybody's sins, he can't save anybody. You see that, right? And he had to pay for every sin. Not some of them. Not most of them. Every sin of everybody, or he cannot legitimately offer eternal life to whosoever believeth. And there's no reason to say, go into all the world and preach the gossip to every preacher. Oh, I got to preach the gospel to every creature. You know, every once in a while, that old tongue just slips right out there like that. Look at the next statement. If eternal security is not true, we are still without hope, and Jesus failed. There was no victory in his death on the cross. There was no victory at all. Why? Because he did not come back from the dead. Unless he did come back from the dead. I got news for you. I've been to Israel. His grave's empty. The scripture here, Ephesians 2.12 says, that at that time ye were without Christ. So been without Christ, having no hope, and without God in the world. I'm in this world. But I want that joyful anticipation. I'm going to heaven whenever I die. And I've had it for 59 years. Ever since my father-in-law sat with me in a little old living room in Athens, Georgia, and explained the gospel to me. And I knew that I trusted Christ as my Savior. He gave me eternal life. He promised he'd never send me to hell. I took him at his word. I just believed him. And when I heard it was free, well, I'm not Scottish, but I, I like that. Look at the next statement. There is no security at all. Not even for a moment of time in time. There is no time in this period of time that you can be secure if it's not secure for all time. Look at the next statement. Then there is no grace at all. There's no grace. There is no mercy at all. There is no salvation at all. If eternal security is not true, there is no such thing as grace. There's no such thing as mercy. There is no salvation unless you are eternally saved because you are eternally secure. If Christ saves you, he saves you completely so that you can know that you're going to heaven when you die. Because, see, if it's not true, you can't know you're going to heaven. You only hope that you're going to make it someday. And it depends upon how you live. Now, either you're going to trust Christ or you're going to trust yourself. But if you're going to trust you, then you're not trusting him. You can't trust both of you. I had a man tell me, well, I'm going to be good just in case. Yeah. Look at the next statement. 
Why is the doctrine of eternal security so offensive? Because it is the total expression of the truth of the gospel. Without eternal security, there is no gospel. Telling a person you're saved forever and you can never go to hell really explains what grace means. Because you can tell people, and there's a million churches that will all talk about, you're saved by grace. You're just saved by your faith. You just receive God's mercy. And God will save you. And not mean eternal security. They say all those Christian words, and they don't mean you're saved forever. And they believe that in lordship salvation, that you're actually making in him and accepting him as your savior and your lord. Lord and Savior. You can't have one without the other. No. I've got other sermons on that, but I'm not going to dwell on that right now, but I just want you to understand. Many people are believing that they're saved because they're making a commitment to Christ. They're committing their life to follow the Lord. But they're following the Lord is what's going to save them. And if they don't follow and serve, then they don't go there. You see, I'm going to heaven whether I follow him or I don't. I don't have to come to church. I'm going to heaven. I don't have to live a good life. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to heaven because of what he did for me has nothing to do for what I had done for him. Now, for the last 59 years, I decided I'd serve the Lord. But I'm not doing it to get to heaven. I'm doing it because I'm going to heaven. And I want other people to go with me. And so, therefore, I don't want there to be anything in my life that would be a bad testimony for people not believing that what I say. I want people to know that salvation works, that it is true, and that you can be saved by grace. And just because I believe that I'm eternally secure doesn't mean that I believe that you ought to just go out here and live like the devil. Because I can, but I can't get away with it. There's consequences. And I don't care to shame my Heavenly Father I don't want the devil to be able to look at the Lord and says, look at his life. He hates you. After all you did for him, he hates you. I couldn't stand that. So I decided I'm going to serve the Lord. I want to honor him and I want to please him. But I don't do any of that to go to heaven. I do it because I am his child. I am going to heaven. Now, I want you to look at the next thing here. Eternal security is the only doctrine that follows mercy, grace, love, forgiveness, and justification to the very end or the conclusion of its meaning. You say you're saved by grace. Okay, how long are you saved by grace? It has to be forever. If you cut it off for any reason, then you weren't saved by grace. If I am justified as though I've never sinned, then he can't add anything to me to change that situation. He can't annul it. Look at the next statement. Eternal security is the fulfillment of God's promise to justify the heathen through faith without works. I was sitting there and I was thinking about this, so I wrote me a little couple of poems. Praise the Lord, for God cannot lie. Titus chapter 1, verse 2, in hope of eternal life or joyful anticipation, not like la hope, hope, hope. No, this is in. It's a sure thing. It's based upon what God did. Now, if it's something based upon you, you can hope, but it's a false hope. But when you take God at His word and trust the Lord, it's not a false hope because He can deliver. 
that God cannot lie promised before the world began. If eternal security is not true, then there is no song to sing. There is no Savior, no Redeemer, and no Christ the King. I have no song to sing if salvation can be lost. It would only prove that Jesus failed to pay my total cost. But God the Father said to God the Son that salvation would be free and that His payment would suffice for how long? For all eternity. I am His child and my fate is sealed. I rest in Christ. My trust is real. Look at the next statement. 2 Timothy 2.19 Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are His. I trusted Christ as my Savior when I was 18 years old, 59 years ago. Do you think God knows that I trusted Him? Now, in all those years since then, I could maybe have some questions and doubts. God doesn't. He says, I'm His child, and He remembers me. And my security is the best thing in all the world. My security is based upon the Lord. My assurance is based upon my confidence in what he said. See, I am secure. And you are secure when you trust Christ as your Savior. But you can lack the assurance that you need because of not learning enough of the Word of God. And because we have minds that sometimes forget. But understand this. When Christ went to the cross, he went because he had you in mind. Now let's take away all the people in the world. And it's only you. Just you. He would have come down here and died on just for you. Just to pay for your sins. He came back from the dead. And all he wanted to know is, would you believe I did that for you? I took your place. And the only hope you would have is in what he did for you. Because heaven is a perfect place. And you've got to be perfect to go there. And you can't take any sins with you. So that's why he said, I'll give you a new birth. A birth without a sinful nature. That's why he says, when you believe on him, you're born of God. And God is now your father. And your father didn't have a sinful nature. God doesn't sin. So you don't have a sinful nature. And if you don't have a sinful nature, you can't die. And if you can't die, how long would you be a child of God? Forever. So yes, you can know you have eternal life. And there's nothing in the future that can change it. That is the truth of the gospel. That's why people don't mind you talking about salvation and grace and faith and mercy and all those things, all that wonderful terminology, as long as they don't know what you mean. And I'd venture to say most preachers don't know what they mean. And if they don't believe in eternal security, you don't understand the gospel. You say, you're trying to make people mad all the time. No. No. But if truth offends, let it be the truth that does offend. And what I believe I've told you is the truth. And if you don't believe what I told you is the truth, you get a Bible and you disprove it. You take those notes home and you study it. You study the verses 
and see whether or not is that true or is it false. Because I have no axe to grind. I'm not lying to you trying to get something from you. We've already taken the offering. <laughs> this is why we take the offering first. We don't even pass the hat. Wouldn't get it back. This hand represents you and me. The wallet represents sin. We all have sin on us. Now, God loves us. He hates our sin, but he loves us. And for you and I to pay for sin, because now we're all sinners, and we are all in debt, and the wages is eternal separation from God in hell. But God loves us and wants us to go to heaven, and to go to heaven, we have to be perfect as righteous as God, and none of us are perfect. None of us are righteous. We have all sinned and come short of God's perfection. So, God, you can't save yourself by any good works. This hand represents Jesus Christ. He's the Lord God in the flesh. He came into this world. Now, he has no sin, but he came into this world because he loves us. He hates our sin because our sin separates us from him. So Jesus Christ, who had no sin, didn't have to die. But because he loved us, he took our sins and paid our sin debt. The debt we owed, he paid, came back from the dead. And says, whosoever in the whole world would believe that he did it for them. He'd put this payment to their account and you get to go to heaven on what he did. Yes, I'm going to heaven when I die. There's no way I could go to hell. Impossible. Because I don't have any sins to pay for. And 10 years from now or 100 years from now, I still don't have any sins to pay for. He paid for all my sins. If that's not true, then he didn't do anything for me. And he didn't do anything for you. Because he paid it all. It was finished. Whatever it takes to get you to heaven, he paid for. The only thing he asked us to do was, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The whosoever, what? Believeth in him. Two things, guarantee. You will not perish, you won't go to hell. Have eternal life, you get to go to heaven. And all you had to do is believe it. Well, you believe that what he did, he did it for you. Because God's not asking you to change your life. He's not asking you to stop anything or join anything. Not asking you to give anything. Salvation is not you promising to stop something, join something. Eternal life is receiving what he did for you. And he loves you that much. Let's pray, shall we? Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here this morning and perhaps you never understood this before. God loves you and he wants you to go to heaven. I love you too and I want you to go to heaven. I know that I have eternal life. I know that I'm going to heaven when I die. And I'm no better than you are. But I heard the gospel. At the beginning of the service I talked about us and them. Whether it was mixed with faith. Would you put your faith in this good news? It's the only good news there is. That if you'll trust him, he'll save you and give you eternal life. And when you get up, you can say, I know I'm going to heaven today. Because today I trusted Christ as my Savior. Not the preacher, not the church, not my good works. Friend, you can't go wrong by trusting the only true and living God there is. So if you will trust Christ as your Savior, would you let me know by an uplifted hand? Just slip it up very quickly and put it right back down. If you've already trusted the Lord before, don't worry about it. It's still good. But if you haven't trusted the Lord... Now's a good time. So before we close, 
Is there anyone at all say, yes, I'll trust Christ as my Savior, and I'd like for you to pray for me. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to have you forward. Anyone at all? If you're watching by internet, right on the screen says, yes, I'll trust Christ as my Savior. I pray that you will. Father, we thank you again for your blessings to us. Thank you for the opportunity you've given us to teach your word. And Father, we want people to understand just what you did. You paid for every sin, for everybody, so that everyone can have eternal life by faith alone in what you did for them. So bless each one. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Telling someone how to go to heaven is the greatest thing we can do in this life. To prepare you, Pastor Yankee Arnold is offering you his book, Gospel Driven Man, absolutely free. Gospel Driven Man explains in simple steps how to successfully share the gospel. To get your free copy of Gospel Driven Man, write to Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Or email Yankee Arnold at Yankee at YankeeArnold.com. That's Yankee at YankeeArnold.com. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at YankeeArnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Friend, one day it will happen. The trumpet will sound, and we will be changed, caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So live today and every day, believing that the Lord is coming soon, and just keep looking up. Amazing grace amazes me.